So Wild Kratz is their like updated version of Zabumafu. What? There's an updated There's an updated version of Zabumafu? Yeah, so it's animated and so it's the Krat brothers and they're like cuz they don't record in like their little hut anymore, but it's animated, but so they have like these cool like little animated suits that like help them turn into the animal that they're learning about. So if it's, like, walruses, they can go underwater, and they do things like walruses or, like, with elephants, and so it's, like, animated, so they can do things that they couldn't do if it was just them, like, bringing animals into their little hut and talking about it. But the Crap Brothers are still in it, and they still talk. It's just animated. But then there's, like, sections of them in real, real time, real life. That's really cool. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, it's a super fun show. I loved watching it whenever I was babysitting people. <laughs> Wild Kratz. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones and all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Welcome, animal lovers! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast with Jayla and Nicole. <laughs> that was weird. Um, uh, so this week is a little bit different. Um, we are going to. I mostly did all of the research on our animal that we're talking about. And Nicole is just going to sit back, relax, and learn about our animal with the rest of you. Woohoo! I'm excited. So, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Our question, our personal question, um, we were just talking about what is your favorite, like, childhood show? I already forgot the question. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, My favorite childhood show was probably Arthur. I loved watching Arthur. And then when Clifford the Big Red Dog came out, I loved watching Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mostly anything on PBS Kids. (laughs) PBS Kids is, was great. It still is. It's a thing. I. I, I don't know. I feel like some of the things I still see on it are good, but I mostly see them in Hulu or Amazon now. Mm. Yeah, I don't have littles, so I don't, I'm not in tune with the kid shows. That's Sorry. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what was your favorite show? My favorite show growing up was Zabumufu. Such a good one. Which is great. Or it was Zoom. Which I didn't get oh, to watch as much, but Zoom was I pretty loved good. Zoom. Keiko mm-hmm. was my favorite. <laughs> yes, yes. I loved it when they did um, science experiments because usually yes. things like exploded or they did a lot of stuff with magnets. 
Yes, I also so. really liked the cooking segment. <laughs> mm, yeah, the cooking segments were good too. Ah, uh, you're bringing back all the good shows that I forgot yeah. about. Yeah, Zaboomazoo was my fave. Zoom, ah, so many good ones. Yeah, my favorite animated one though was uh, do you remember Sasha, the like cat with the ink face? She like was a Siamese cat, and then she oh, like, that, like the fell into a bottle of one? ink. Yeah. That one was pretty cool. It was just like her and like going on adventures around town. I think I remember. I honestly can't. I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. It's okay if you don't. I did have a stuffed cat, like a not a stuffed cat. That's terrifying. But a stuffed animal <laughs> cat, and it was half brown <laughs> and then half black. And I named okay. her Sasha after the cartoon because she had like I said that the way she got half black and half brown is because she had ink spots she was dipped in ink that's cute i like it that is cute anyways now you know now i know i'm glad i do the more you grow (laughs) awesome are you ready i'm ready all right so our trivia questions for the animal of this week what animal is the most dangerous of its species? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what animal eats and poops from its same malfunctioning hole? <laughs> Honestly, a lot of animals. No, it right? doesn't eat and poop. What? What eats and poops? Oh, what? Okay. Yep. And then what animal has no brain, no gills, no lungs, no heart, but it has eyes. Ugh. <laughs> How does it process what it sees? Are you ready? All those yes. an- All those questions will be answered later in the show. Okay. What is Drum it? Roll. It's the box jellyfish. Yay! <laughs> I know nothing about the box jellyfish. I'm so excited. I knew nothing about the box jellyfish except that it was a jellyfish and it was probably box shaped. That's fair. I knew that it was venomous. I just didn't know how bad. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn all about it. Yes. So the box jellyfish, um, I had to kind of learn about jellyfish before I started learning about box jellyfish because I didn't really know anything about it and a lot of like the reproduction and like the way it swims. Um, goes back and forth about what other jellyfish can and cannot do. Then I also learned that despite their name, jellyfish are not fish. They are oh. actually plankton. Okay. Right? Weird. So jellyfish are invertebrate. That just means that they're animals without skeletons. So about 95% of their bodies are water. And jellyfish can range in size from as small as a pinhead Two as long as two blue whales. What? What? Yep. Oh, <laughs> what? Nicole's making the most, like, oh my gosh faces. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else is too. What the heck? Right, right. Um, okay. So je- yeah, jellyfish have a bell or umbrella-shaped body and tentacles. 
um, as you might have imagined, and they can usually be vividly colored or transparent. But the jellyfish, like we said, like I said, they don't have bones, they don't have brains, they don't have heads, and they don't have hearts. So what do they have? Apparently eyes. <laughs> right. So Jelly? specifically, <laughs> close, but there's no peanut butter. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> so the box jellyfish in particular is also known as the sea wasp or the marine stinger. Um, it is also known as one of the most dangerous of all its species in the jellyfish world. Um, yeah. So a box jellyfish um, in a group can be called a smack or a flutter. And then a group of just normal jellyfish I found was called a swarm or a bloom. Because they all kind of like, when they're moving together, they look like a bloom. Okay. So, yeah. Um, particularly, the box jellyfish is what we're going to be talking about. Um, and it's named after its body shape. Um, it's kind of like box, so it's got like four sides. And then it has tentacles. Oh. <laughs> I was reading my notes and it says booby. And I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> but then I had to read the full sentence. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it has the has the four sides of its body shape and then it has tentacles covered in biological booby traps known as nema nematosis yeah booby traps uh, sorry not just boobies. booby traps how um, do you scare a bee booby <laughs> oh man um so the nematosis are the tiny darts loaded with poison, which is where all of their poison lives. Um, okay. And the infamous sea jelly is large and transparent, or it can be a light blue color. They're usually transparent. Um, and it has the box-shaped bell, and it can be up to it can have up to sixty tentacles. And this is they're usually found in like four clumps, so it can usually be like on each corner on or on each side. Um, and each of those clumps, sixty, yeah, makes up sixty tentacles together. I don't like it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's great. Okay. <laughs> it's just a jellyfish. So the jelly, the box jellyfish, can weigh up to two kilograms, which is four point five pounds. Um, and it can measure up to. Uh, 20 centimeters which is about eight inches along each box side so that's like this actual box body part and then the tentacles can grow up to three meters which is about 10 feet in length okay mm-hmm. so they're, they okay. can get pretty big yeah. um they're and then there's murder us all <laughs> no no um there's approximately 40 to 50 known species depending on where i looked at kind of ranged between 40 and 50 so so that's and that's the box jellyfish most of the box jellyfishes um were usually blue or transparent so that gives you an idea of what color this jellyfish is cool so cool as for history jellyfish are kind of weird because they don't have any organized tissues and they obviously don't have skeletons they do have or i'm sorry so they are they don't have skeletons, but they do have organized tissues and they do have a nervous system. 
So um, they're the first and earliest animals that we know of to have both of those things. And they are also the first animals known to swim using muscles instead of drifting with the whims of the waves. And we'll talk about that more later. Interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. The oldest ancestors of modern-day jellies lived at least 500 million years ago and can maybe be found as as far back as 700 million years ago. Uh, How do they even figure this out if they don't have skeletons? So, because they can't, they don't have, like, skeletons, but they can find, like, impressions of jellyfish in rocks. So they don't have, like, actual bones, like, like dinosaur fossils. Yeah. But they have found, like, impressions of the, it's basically, like, if you squished a jellyfish, like, between two rocks and you, like, (laughs) kept it there, and then it, like... (laughs) Dissolve the jellyfish between two rocks instead of two slices of bread and peanut butter. Right, right. <laughs> okay. It's a jellyfish sandwich. Um, but that <laughs> is a good point, and this basically Preserves makes well. The, yeah. Ew. Um, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> gross. This basically makes the jellyfish three times older than the first dinosaurs. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. The finding of the like compressed fossils is really rare, but in 2007, a group of scientists, including Alan Collins from the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History, discovered some beautifully preserved jellyfish fossils buried in Utah from 505 million years ago. Um, and wow. from around the same period, scientists have also found well-preserved comb jelly fossils in the Burgese shell. So, which is cool. pretty cool. Um, jellyfish, as old as they are, they are not anywhere near to being extinct, especially not the box jellyfish. The We don't exactly know how many jellyfish are out there. A lot of yeah. places that I looked were basically saying, too many. They've <laughs> <laughs> um, had a long time to adapt. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of the sea that we just have not uncovered, so we don't really know. That's true. Dang. But because they're not, they're not nearly anywhere near being extinct or endangered, for that matter. Studies have shown that because of global warming slowly raising the temperatures of the oceans, we are seeing longer stinger seasons, which basically means like longer seasons for them to mate. Um, And warmer oceans provide an ideal situation for box jellyfish to feed and breed. And the increased ocean temperatures um, lead to a greater amount of stings. So also that leads to a greater amount of people being in the ocean, being in the water, greater amount of jellyfish populating. So then that population goes up, amount of people in the ocean goes up. Well, people are going to get stung by the now many jellyfish. So, yeah. That makes sense. We're making it too easy for him. <laughs> yeah, for the deadliest jellyfish. Ugh. Um, what do you think a jellyfish eats, though, out of its one hole? Uh, I'm going to base this just solely off of Finding Nemo. I'm assuming they eat fish or whatever they sting. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they can fit in their hole. That is a good guess. 
they do eat uh fish. So okay. um their diet consists of fish, plankton, crustaceans. Um they some eat of the plankton most... and they are plankton. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I I mean I don't think I didn't find any evidence of carnivorous or like cannibalistic Cannibalism. jellyfish. Yeah. Um, I didn't look into that. <laughs> Meh. But <laughs> they're deadly enough. We don't need to be creeped out even further. <laughs> maybe they do. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, some of the most common foods that they do eat are arrowworms, annelid worms, shrimps, prawns, small fish, crayfish, and krill. Uh, and their stomachs are pretty large, so that allows them to eat like a lot at once. Um, they're found most often in summer and in shore waters um, as they feed on all of these little critters. Um, and they can swim toward the movement um, and may go into the shallows um, on hot, uh, cloudy, still days in search of their prey. Um, and in the summer wet seasons, they, that can also lead to stings on murky coastal river waters. So all of those, like them just kind of seeking out prey can also lead to more stings but they are one of the few species of jellyfish that can go hunting for their food um, a lot of other jellyfish just kind of like drift and whatever they find they find um, box jellyfish can actually like seek out food and go for it um, creepy yeah but um, cool. it is really cool because uh, they don't have brains yeah I, I'll, I'll explain why and how okay. they do that. Don't worry. Okay. We're getting there. Okay. Cool. Um, the way that they eat their food is that they first uh, paralyze it with their toxic toxic stingers. So they just like, and then Stinger. gobble it all up. Um, yeah. <laughs> they immobilize their prey, and then they pull it into their mouth, and they engulf it whole. They don't, like, chew. They don't have any teeth, so they don't chew. They just, like, into the... It hole in its body and then it digests its food and the waste is released through that same hole so it doesn't like so go through weird. a track or anything it just kind of like <laughs> so weird um and it can eat its prey in less than one minute oh oh that's that's mm -hmm. not creepy at all yeah um so while it's a threat to uh, us obviously because we get stung and it's deadly it is also like a th it also has predators so while a lot of creatures besides us can also die from a box jellyfish sting there are a couple that are immune so the batfish the butterfish the rabbitfish the blue swimmer crabs and all species of sea turtles which is pretty cool can eat these creatures and are apparently immune to their lethal stings so sea oh, turtles actually cool. like eat the box jellyfish which is really cool that's so cool yeah so it's pretty cool um, all right i'm not so sad that there's so many of them feed all those sea turtles they deserve it that's true until they come for you but it's okay 
I won't go into the ocean. <laughs> Fair enough. Are you ready to know why the box jellyfish is so deadly? Yes. Once a tentacle of the box jellyfish adheres to the skin, it pumps the nemo, the nematosis um, with venom into the skin, causing the sting and agonizing pain. One of the ways to deactivate that pain um, has been, and it basically undischarged, um, it deactivates the undischarged nematosis um, to prevent the release of more of that venom into your like system is to flush it with vinegar for at least a minute. However, uh, while this is like one of the most common ways scientists have told you to do it, <laughs> to like prevent the stinging from continuing into your system, uh, in 2014 a study reported that vinegar also increased the amount of venom released from an already oh. discharged nematosis. But there's been some like backlash on that study. So it's uh, I guess you could try it, and if it works, great. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, um, cool. Don't seek just out this bring jellyfish. Bring vinegar with you to the beach, just in case. Just in case. The toxin fired from the jellyfish nematosis attacks the heart, it attacks the nervous system, and skin cells. And the pain experienced by its victim is instantaneous and described like being branded with a red hot iron. So like what you would brand like a cow with or something yeah. the venom causes the victim cells to become porous and leak potassium causing hyper 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 kalemia i don't know it can also lead to cardiovascular collapse and death as quick as two to five minutes oh so fast yeah it's crazy fast so the removal of additional tentacles um, is usually done with a towel or gloved hand to prevent secondary stinging um, because once the tentacle is already on the first person, it can also sting you on the other side by who is ever trying to like remove it. Um, oh. It's not stopping. Tentacles have also been like dislocated from the actual jellyfish and can continue stinging other things what? that are... Yep. Um, ah, that's terrifying. Yeah. It can also continue, oh, the tentacles can also continue stinging if the creature is dead. So if the actual, like, jellyfish is dead, the stingers can also keep, like, doing its thing. <gasps> you killed me. I'm taking you with me. Yeah. Um, oh, the removal terrifying. of tentacles can also cause unfired pneumatosis to come into contact with the skin and fire, resulting in a greater degree of damage. So even, like, while removing it from the original victim and you have a glove or a towel or whatever tool you're using, it can still, like, fire off that, uh, the nematosis and fire off that flame and, like, initialize, like, another reactive set of, like, power. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so crazy. Cool, but crazy. Yeah. And terrifying. So... What do you, do you know, have you ever heard of something that can stop a jellyfish's sting? The peeing on it? I don't think, yeah. I don't know. Does that actually work though? I've heard mixed things. Yeah, no. Urinating on a jellyfish sting doesn't actually help. <laughs> There's no scientific evidence that urine, ammonia, meat tenderizer, sodium bicarbonate, 
boric acid, lemon juice, fresh water, steroid cream, alcohol, cold packs, papaya, or hydrogen peroxide will disable further stinging. Don't oh. try it at home, guys. And I mean, does it not even help with like a placebo? I don't know. I didn't look okay. into that. But sure. there was a warning that you should not try these because it can also hasten or fasten the release of venom oh. into your system. Yeah. So, um, heat packs uh. have been proven for moderate pain relief um, and pressure immobilization bandages, methylated spirits, or vodka should never be used for jelly stings. So, um, and you should always have somebody who can be uh, who knows CPR readily available if somebody were to get stung by a jellyfish because that's one of the like quickest things that happens is the person will go into cardiac arrest so scary yeah so because of all of those symptoms after being stung a human usually goes through the symptoms it usually uh, goes into pain has a shortness of breath and purple welts um, some victims become irrational and suffer from cardiac arrest, like we said. And then all symptoms usually typically happen within five minutes of being stung and can last up to two weeks before subsiding. Specifically with the box jellyfish, they're most likely not going to make it to that two weeks period, which is really sad. That is sad. And the box jellyfish is fully capable of killing adult humans but most fatalities that are documented are of children and young adults so sad my children mm -hmm. will never swim in the ocean <laughs> yeah i'm sorry Ugh. um at least not where the box jellyfish are yeah um so one of the things that did come up is the difference between venomous and poisonous mm -hmm. so we talked about the jellyfish being venomous it's not poisonous um, a venomous animal is one that injects or otherwise delivers its toxins into another animal while poisonous is an animal's entire body or parts of it that contain a toxic substance that is harmful if touched or eaten um, okay. so because the box jellyfish injects its toxins into its victims um, it's venomous so that makes sense that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it in the... Yeah. Yeah. Good good fact. <laughs> Education. Um, yeah. So the box jellyfish lives in and around the waters of Australia and Southeast Asia. Of course Asia. it does. <laughs> no. Big surprise there, right? Um... It inhabits part of the Indian Ocean, Pacific Ocean, and the Great Barrier Reef. They can also be found in the waters on the western coast of Australia, in the Gulf of Gladstone, in the northern waters of Australia, and humans are frequently stung by the species in the oceanic waters of Queensland, which is where most of the sting or yeah, sting records that I found were located. As people were swimming in Queensland, um, and that's on Australia's eastern coast. And then box jellyfish have possibly been responsible for stings near the Philippines. So they shouldn't be on the northwest coast, yeah. Nicole. <laughs> 
well, there goes my plan for swimming in Australia. <laughs> that I'll sounds like a horrible plan. Kangaroo all day instead. <laughs> Smart. Go try and find a platypus. Yes. Don't get hit by its spurs. True. Um, <laughs> At least it won't kill me. Yeah. So they do tend to inhibit inhabit uh, shallow, murky waters near Australia. Um, they're mainly found in the ocean, but they can also be found inland in freshwater rivers and mangrove channels. Um, and so mangrove channels are the shrubs or, like, small trees that grow on the coastal lines. And you can, like, see all their roots and all their trunks, like, oh, okay. on the coast. Yeah, I had cool. to look it up because I was like, I'm going to have to explain this. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, and that's usually, they can usually be found in those spots when they're spawning or when they're um, going through their mating season during heavy storms though they do move deeper into waters where the water is calm to avoid being damaged um, and box jellyfish also inhabit uh, shallow rivers during the reproductive season and during their polyp stage which we'll talk about during their reproduction life um, cool and once they mature they follow the river out to sea are you cool. less scared about going to the ocean not australia's ocean but my own yeah <laughs> that's fair that's fair <sighs> so, so we scary. talked about how the jellyfish has certain traits that separate it from other jellyfish which is really cool this is where i got kind of excited okay. um so the jellyfish are swimmers so they can actually like project or like project themselves into different areas um, okay. and like choose which way they want to go most jellyfish just float uh, wherever the current takes them and they don't have any control over which direction they go and then jellyfish can also see so jellyfish move by squeezing its bell and ejecting which is like the body of the jellyfish right before yeah. its tentacles yeah. everything else is tentacles and it's just like the bell so um, it squeezes its bell and it ejects water through a constricted opening in its valerium which is the opening in the bell of the jelly so there, there's like the bell and then there's a little divot and then it like has water there and it squeezes that out and it projects itself forward oh, okay okay that yeah, makes sense. it's pretty cool that is super cool so it's it's compared to like a water jet projection to move through the water and it has speeds up to six meters which is 19 feet per second nice yeah um and scary yep so that's equivalent to 7.5 kilometers or 4.5 miles per hour and then yep by comparison an average human swimmer can only manage 3.2 kilometers or roughly two miles per hour it's like doubled the human speed yep the fastest human swimmer was recorded at 8.6 kilometers per hour and that's equivalent to 5.3 miles per hour. The jellyfish so the is... human could outswim the jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, the, the one. The rest of us are screwed. Single fastest human. <laughs> um, and that's on a good day. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, man. So the squeezing action is um, the pulsating motion often seen in jellyfish, but um, because of their mobility and ability to move away from danger, um, the box jellyfish is rarely found washed up on shores. 
So, because they can shoot themselves the other way. Uh, nice. Yeah. Are you ready about their eyeballs? Yes. <laughs> How many eyeballs do you think they have? Oh. I was originally just thinking two. <laughs> I don't know. Two? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they have, uh, eyeballs and they have them in clusters on all sides of their bodies and they have Ugh. 24 of them. Ugh. So they're like an alien in the water. <laughs> yes. Ugh. They have actually been described as aliens. Cool. <laughs> uh, 60 tentacles a- and 24 eyeballs. Yep. There's a whole, I kind of went slowly down this rabbit hole of. This idea that jellyfish are not from planet Earth. <laughs> um, Conspiracy uh, I, theory. Yeah, I, I won't share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion? Uh, jellyfishes are jelly that came to life. <laughs> <laughs> Just in search for the perfect partner. Um. Yeah, so they do this by... Uh, seeking out with their eyes so their eyes have photoreceptors um which give box jellyfish the ability to detect light from dark um and it is uncertain whether the species can process shapes and figures so they don't know if they can like actually make out like a diver from a fish but they know that they can see at least shadows so they know they can see that this area is lighter and this area is darker because there's something there um, yeah. And so they are usually attracted to light and tend to avoid darker shapes, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Um, and their eyes also make it possible for them to find prey and to escape predators. Um, most jellyfish do not have eyes. So there's only a, this, the box jellyfish is one of like a few species that actually have eyes. Um, That's why there's so many of them. And, yeah, their eyes also have lens and corneas and an iris that can contract in bright light and a retina. So Interesting. The reproductive cycle of a jellyfish. Are you ready? Uh Mm-hmm. So jellyfish don't reproduce any differently than most other, or, I'm sorry, rephrase. (laughs) The box jellyfish does not reproduce any differently than other types of jellies. Okay. Um, So the adult jelly is called... uh, The adult jelly is called a medusa. uh, (laughs) And it releases... Right? (laughs) That's fantastic. Isn't that great? Yes. Um, And it can release eggs and sperm into the water. Um, So a jellyfish can produce sexually and asexually. Nice. Um, so when the adult jellyfish releases the egg and sperm into the water, water, the egg is then fertilized and eventually settles and becomes a small, which is about one millimeter, um, polyp, which okay. is essentially a tiny upside down jellyfish. Um, okay. Yeah. So it releases the sperm and egg and then it gets fertilized and it becomes that polyp and this usually occurs once a year in late summer in rivers and similar bodies of water. 
um, where large populations of jellyfish will like gather and they all release their eggs and sperm at the same time to ensure cross-fertilization so that they know that their egg is probably going to be fertilized by something else out there. Um, Yeah. And so within a few days, the fertilized egg develops into um, planula, which are minute, flat, oval-shaped, free-swimming larvae. So it's basically like a little flat sperm, but without its tail. Okay. Yeah, and then those, after a few days after that, the planula drifts down to the floor where they usually attach themselves to a hard surface, and it's preferably under an overhang or a crevice so that they don't usually get, like, attacked by predators, um, and they slowly transform, transform them, yeah, transform themselves into the flower-like polyps, which is that upside-down jellyfish, so it's okay. essentially, like, an upside jelly down jellyfish with like a stem and that stem attaches to that hard surface interesting okay Mm -hmm. and then as a polyp the jellyfish can reproduce asexually through a process known as budding and so a small like polyp clone grows on the polyp and then it separates and it becomes a new form like it's its own entity and finds its own space to grow and then finally after like an environmental cue or after a certain amount of time, the polyp breaks fr- off from the hard surface it was growing on and undergoes a change and then turns into a free-swimming jellyfish um, <laughs> that we all love to fear. That we all love to fear. So, yeah. There's um, the title. <laughs> <laughs> the box jellyfish, uh, they only breed... Once a year, and a mature box jellyfish dies soon after it releases the sperm and egg. Um, and as such, it does not invest in upbringing of their offspring. So we were talking about those animal moms and dads. This mm. is not one of those creatures. <laughs> they cool. die after they give themselves up to hopefully another jelly. Um, so they release their eggs and sperm, and then they die. Yep. And then they could still potentially kill someone with their venom. True. True. Cool, cool. Or um, feed all those turtles. True. Um, well, at least so, they die. <laughs> yes. The typical lifespan of a jellyfish, or and particularly a box jellyfish, is about a year. Okay. Uh, the longest living box jellyfish in captivity survived for, any guesses? Four years. No. Less mm. than a year. Oh, oh, so not well. No, it survived for nine months. Oh. Um, yeah, and it wasn't until the invention of a modified tank in the 1990s that it made it near impossible to keep any box jellyfish alive in captivity for more than a few days. Water has to be in constant motion in new tanks, and that allows the box jellyfish to flow in the current without being caught in the corners of the tank. Okay. So, you can keep box jellyfish as a pet, I did find. It's not recommended. Yeah, why would you? And nobody's going to sell it to you because you have to fish it out of the water yourself. <laughs> 
so. Because <laughs> no one wants to die trying to get you a box jelly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And they don't last long enough for them to, like, house them anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the ones that are kept in captivity are specifically for science, like, to be studied for yeah. scientific reasons. Um, so, yeah. Crazy. Cool. That's really all I've got on the box jellyfish. I do have some famous jellyfish. Cool. Um, I've got some not-so-fun... S- <laughs> well... No, all of these ones are pretty okay. When we get to story time, there's some not fun stories, and then there's a funner cool. story, which I saved t- for the end. <laughs> Excellent. Um, cool. So, uh, some famous jellyfish. Uh, in 2011, researchers at the University of Hawaii announced that they had developed an effective treatment against stings by Hawaiian box jellyfish by deconstructing the venom contained in their tentacles. Um, its effectiveness was demonstrated in the PBS Nova documentary Venom, Nature's Killer, originally shown on North American television in February 2012. So, watch right. that. You can learn about the venom of jellyfish. Yes. Most of the TV shows or movies or anything related to the box jellyfish in particular was about the venom and how deadly the box jellyfish is. It wasn't anything about like, ah, oh, they're so cute, or ah, oh, these are <laughs> different types of jellies. They were all like, venom, die, venom, die. What? Death, death, death. <laughs> what kills you? And I was like, well, this is dark. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So another show from 2001 is Venom, Nine Ways to Die. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Quite the title. <laughs> it's a, it's a show about nine main types of venom and how they damage the human body using cases of actual victims who survived. Oh, which is pretty cool. Well, there you yeah, go. that's that's the bonus part. <laughs> that actually survived. Yep. Um, there is a show from two thousand five uh, called Killer Jellyfish, and it's a TV show. It's a documentary on the box jellyfish in particular, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there's an episode from 2014 from The Wild Things with Dominic Monagon. Monagon? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Names are hard. Basically, this episode from 2014 is Dominic um, and the Australia box jellyfish. And Dominic does his first underwater mission ever to track down the creature responsible for more deaths than sharks and crocodiles combined, which is our box jellyfish. Excellent. So, yeah. Are you ready for sad story time? No, but yes. <laughs> I never want sad stories, but I'm ready. I end on a high note, I promise. Okay, okay. <laughs> um... So, as of March 2021, an Australian teenager died after being stung by a box jellyfish while swimming at Queensland Beach. And this is the most recent documented box jellyfish death that has happened. So, 
which is Sorry, really sad. Australian teenager. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Our condolences um, to your family. Yeah. In 2010, Rachel Shardlow, though, at age 10, was swimming in Queensland, Australia. Same location. I don't think you guys should be swimming here, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seems to be too many but, attacks. Yeah. She was swimming in December when she was pulled from the river with stinging tentacles of a box jellyfish still clinging to her limbs. She lost her vision and then stopped breathing and fell unconscious in her brother ar- in her brother's arms. But, to the amazement of the doctors and Jamie Seymour, who is a doctor who studied jellyfish for 20 years at Queensland's James Cook University, she survived and all she has is scars and some memory loss. Dang. So, that's pretty well, cool. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still terrifying. Yeah. Um, I decided not to share more stories about the box jellyfish because a lot of them are really sad. And Death. Yeah. I don't want people to get bummed out. <laughs> so, the last story I want to end on is, um, and this is actually the last fact that I have about the box jellyfish, too. Um, I think, oh no, I have a couple more. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Just kidding. Uh, so I'm going to tell you this fairy tale. It's a Japanese fairy tale about the jellyfish. Okay. Um, and I found I a like couple interpretations. Tales. I know. I thought you would like this. I was trying to find more about like what, how was the jellyfish like thought of to be a thing? And then I got into conspiracy stuff, and I was like, that's not what I wanted. (laughs) Not what I wanted. Okay. Um, Interpretations. There you go. Yeah. Um, But it is basically a Japanese fairy tale, um, and it's called either the silly jellyfish or the jellyfish and the monkey. Um, So the story goes that the dragon king ruled this underwater kingdom, and it was a beautiful place. It had a beautiful palace it had wonders it had he had power he had um just like everything he could have ever wanted but he wasn't ever happy um because he reigned alone so at last he finally figured out hey if i marry then i would be happier and i would be more powerful right mm-hmm. um so he called all of his fish retineers together so all of his like fish people council his fish council and he chose several of them as ambassadors to go through the sea and seek for a young dragon princess who he could make his bride. Um, at last, they returned to the palace, bringing them, bringing with them a lovely young dragon. Her scales were glittering green like the wings of summer beetles. Her eyes threw out glances of fire, and she was dressed in gorgeous robes. All the jewels of the sea worked in with embroidery adorned them. So the king fell in love with her at once. The wedding ceremony was a huge celebration, um, and it was great. Everybody loved it. Every living thing from the sea, from the great whales, um, down to little shrimps showed up, and they congratulated them, and they loved them, and it was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Two months passed, and um, they were super happy, and then the dragon queen fell ill. And was obliged to stay in her bed. So she was in bed rest. 
And the king um, was troubled with his precious bride, and he sent for a fish doctor, which I think is hilarious. A fish doctor. Anyway. The fish doctor. <laughs> for the dragon queen. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> no, um, not a human doctor. So, so. the... True, true. Um, the fish doctor ordered the servants uh, to nurse the dragon queen um, carefully and to wait upon her with everything, and they nothing helped. No care, no medicine, and the doctor tried to prescribe her different medicines, and it, nothing helped. There were no signs of recovery, and each day she grew worse. Um, so the dragon king interv- like he sat the doctor down, and he was like, why is nothing working? And he started blaming the doctor. And the doctor was like, but I'm trying. I'm trying everything. And he tried to excuse himself and that he tried every medicine like that was available and that nothing in the sea is going to cure her. Um, and he's like, what do you mean nothing in the sea is going to cure her? And she's like, well, you want me to help your queen, right? It's like, well, yes. Well, what do I have to go get in order for you to be able to save my wife? And those are my two voices. I'm sorry, they sound very similar. And the doctor finally says, I want the liver of a live monkey. Okay. The, yeah, that was kind of the king's reaction, too. It's like, the liver of a live monkey? Well, of course I'll go get it. But where, how do I get that? Who can get that for me? Yeah. And so the doctor basically told the king where to go get it. And there's a island called monkey island which is where all the monkeys lived um and he has to capture one of these monkeys um and then he said like why how how do i have somebody capture my monkeys and the doctor was like well you have to trick him of course because the monkeys are very much tricksters Mm. and so the king was like okay well who could bring the monk or who could bring the monkey back and the doctor volunteered courage which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's K-U-R-A-G-E. Um, so it's courage. What? You feel like what? I feel like that was right. Okay. <laughs> um, so the doctor was like, oh, there's this thing. He's called courage. And it translates to jellyfish. Okay. Um, so he's also known as jellyfish. He, and the quote goes, he is certainly ugly to look at, but he is proud of being able to walk on land with his four legs like a tortoise. Let us send him to the island of monkeys to catch one. So at the time, this jellyfish had four legs and had a shell so he could walk on land. Okay. Um, and he was really proud of it. Um, so they brought in the jellyfish and they were like, you have to go on this mission. The queen is dying. Will you do it? And he was like, sure. Um. But then he asked all the same questions. He's like, how do I trick the monkeys? And then the king had to explain to him, um, tell them of the grand treasures of the palace, of everything, of beauty and the wonders of the sea and arouse him by curiosity. And then he'll want to come. And then the jellyfish asked, how do I get the monkey back? Monkeys can't swim. And he says, you must carry the monkey on your back and you must use the shell if you can do that. He's like, well, won't I drown? He's like, well, that's just a risk you're going to have to take. Cool. And so, yeah, this king is wild. Um, so when um, the monkey or the jellyfish goes out, he goes to Monkey Island. He 
basically does he finds this monkey and he basically says all of the same things right he says will you come back with me i am from this island of or this great underwater world and you have to see it and it's beautiful and he talks up the place that he's from and the monkey agrees and he's like okay well how do i get there i can't swim and he's like well climb on my back he's like well that's too much bother for you he's like no it won't i'll take you it'll be fine so Sorry, I have to remember to breathe now. Right? Um, breathe. <laughs> but I'm so excited to tell you. I know. Um, I so know. This is, this is where the stories start to differ. Um, the monkey agrees. He jumps on the jellyfish's back. And there's one story where it says that after about halfway, um, the monkey asks, or the jellyfish asks the monkey if he has a liver, or if he has the liver, if he he, if you brought his liver with because the monk or the jellyfish doesn't understand monkey anatomy he doesn't yeah. know that he already already has it he thought maybe he had to like bring it like a banana or something yeah yeah, yeah. um the other uh version said that um halfway through the journey back to um the dragon king's palace um the jellyfish starts to laugh and the monkey's like why are you laughing uh, and the jellyfish tells him, oh, I'm just laughing out of joy that the dragon king will be so pleased and that he will save his dragon wife and that it will be all better once they have your liver. And so in that version, he has already spilled the beans, right? Yeah. yeah. In the first version, um, he asked he asked the monkey, like, where's your liver? Do you have it? Did you bring it with you? And the monkey was like, uh, why do you? Why are you asking? Like, what's wrong with my liver? Um, and the jellyfish was like, oh, no, I just need to know if you brought it with or not. I'm just curious. And the, they, like, kept going for a little bit. And the jellyfish noticed that the monkey got more and more, like, anxious and, like, worked up and was like, oh, my gosh, panicking. Mm -hmm. And so the jellyfish eventually tells the monkey why he needs his liver and why is it so important. So either way, the jellyfish spills the beans and tells the monkey. Horrified, though, the monkey is also angry about this trick that the jellyfish played on him. And the monkey tells the jellyfish that he should have mentioned it sooner. He didn't bring his liver. Um, and actually, in one version, he goes, oh, I left all my livers hanging on the pine tree back home. During the daytime, they're too heavy and I don't want to carry them around. So I leave my liver hanging up in the pine tree on a branch in the tree. So it's always up there while I'm climbing, and I don't have to lug it around. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't that be nice if you could just take out whatever is bothering you and just hang it on a tree? Too heavy right now. <laughs> right? My arm is just too heavy. <laughs> um, yeah. So the jellyfish, of course, doesn't, like, instantly follow along, and he doesn't instantly believe him, but the monkey, like, works it up. And um, he basically says, if you take me back, we can go pick it up. And then the monkey, when they get, so the jellyfish believes him and they turn around and they go back to the pine tree in the monkey island. Mm -hmm. And the monkey tricks the jellyfish. So he like gets off the jellyfish and he's like, I'll be right back. And he scurries up the tree. And then one of the versions says that he um, promised the jellyfish that he would come back down. But then he's like, ha ha, just kidding. If you can catch me, you can have my liver. And then he scurries away because the jellyfish is like, 
not as fast as this monkey and he can't climb trees he might be able to walk on the like ground but he can't yeah. climb the trees um and then in the other version uh he scurries back up the trees and he's like oh my gosh they're all missing i don't know where any of my livers went i'm sorry you'll have to come back next time and the jellyfish is like okay i'll come back tomorrow and then he leaves so either way the monkey tricks him and the jellyfish leaves and he goes back to the dragon king's kingdom um and the dragon king of course is like delighted when he come when he sees the jellyfish um but then he notices that there's no monkey so he asks where the monkey was and the jellyfish tells him what happened either virgin he tells the dragon king all of what happens and that the monkey essentially tricked him and this is where it gets really sad because the dragon king was so furious that he gave orders for the jellyfish to be severely punished the punishment was for all of the bones to be drawn out from his living body and he was to be beaten with sticks. The servants, of course, followed his orders and he was beaten to a flat pulp and he was carried out of the palace and thrown into the water. And that's where he was left there to suffer and repent for his foolish chattering and to grow accustomed to his new state of bonelessness. And that's how we get our today's jellyfish. And that's why they don't have any bones. Because they talk too much. Yep. Which is kind of funny because they don't really even have mouths. They poop through the mouths. I know. I know. They talk shit. (laughs) (laughs) They really do. They really do. Oh my gosh. Oh. That's sad. Good but sad. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that's that's the fairy tale story of the jellyfish. I mean, it ends kind of like most fairy tales do when they're first told. Yeah. Not Disney versions. Yep. 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 Dark so. and grim. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, I just have a couple fun flash facts. Lightning facts. Lightning Um, round! The box jellyfish can grow as large as a basketball. Ugh. Which is pretty big. Yeah. The venom has been known to kill a human in two minutes. Terrifying. Yeah. Well, we talked about that. How it has no brain, no gills, no guns. Or, no lungs or heart it doesn't have guns (laughs) i would hope not i don't think it needs that Uh, on top of everything else it has it's killer enough and it doesn't need any more defense oh yeah oh um it has gravity sensors that can help it balance and orient itself that's cool yeah do that um and it has no interest in attacking people. So usually when a jellyfish is it uh, has stung somebody, it's usually by accident or it's because it's already like swam by um, and its tentacles are just trailing around and it obviously hasn't moved those out of its way yet. Gotcha, gotcha. So, it's usually an accident are, that it kills humans. Those are all your jelly facts. I oh. like them. Oh. I have one more. I'm sorry. Excellent. We were talking about peanut butter and jelly. Yes. Um, and that 
the preserved like x amount of millions of years ago jellyfish are squished between two rocks right yep one of the most frequently asked questions is if you can eat box jellyfish why would you want to that is literally the answer that i found (laughs) was why did you google this What do you think? Uh, they're so poisonous. No. Yes, exactly. Uh. Absolutely not. Do not attempt to eat a box jellyfish. This is a warning. Do not attempt to eat a box jellyfish. Uh, don't I feel do like it. I needed that on repeat behind the entire podcast. Just repeat in the very background the whole time. Do not eat this. Do not attempt to catch or eat a box jellyfish. I repeat. Do not attempt to catch or eat a box jellyfish. <laughs> You will die within a batter of minutes. Do not attempt to eat. Do not attempt to eat. I think we've said enough. Do not attempt to eat. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Anyways, that's that's my last fact. I like it. I'm done. When in doubt, don't eat it. If you're questioning if you should eat it, you probably shouldn't. Just stick to your berry jelly and grape jelly. Right. Don't get a jelly jelly. <laughs> No jelly jellies. Ooh. What would a jelly jellyfish look like? Like a jealous jellyfish? I imagine it to be kind of like, to turn a shape, like envious jealous, is that what you're saying? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it would turn a shade of green and just kind of, or red, and like, shake out of frustration. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get really possessive. Don't share my stinger. <laughs> Those are my tentacles. <laughs> oh no, get your dirty tentacles off me. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Alright. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for learning about all the jellyfish things. Yes. And don't eat them. <laughs> you say don't all the jellyfish stings? Oh, no. I said things, but stings is pretty cool. (laughs) I heard stings. Thanks for learning about all the jellyfish stings. (laughs) That's clever. Uh, Cool. I I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for educating me on this deadly death animal. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder if a water bear can survive a jellyfish. A box jellyfish sting. Huh. I mean, if it can't survive our stomach acid, I don't know. Because it's not deteriorating it, it's just pain and shutting down everything. Maybe. Let us know. Yeah, no idea. Cool. Anyways, thanks for listening. Bye! Bye! Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please like and subscribe so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated <laughs> animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. 
We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until Until next time, bye! I've got your last random fact that has nothing to do with box jellies. That's good. Or any other jellyfish. Nice. It's super short, but I thought it was funny. Go for it. Wombats poop cubes. What? (laughs) Their poop is cubed shaped. (laughs) How? Uh, the way their intestines work, and it's a way to mark their territory so people, like, animals and things know, like, oh, this is wombat land, because it's the square poops. That's so weird. <laughs> yep. That's so weird. Wombats. Poop cubes. Huh. <laughs> right? Are they cute cubes? <laughs> I mean, it's poop. anyways there you go there's your last random fact thanks nicole you're welcome